0: Time is nine minutes past eight. So what if your beloved dog could live longer than the average 10 to 13 years? A decade or so can feel tragically short for many pet owners. Now, the Dog Aging Project, the largest research data gathering program of its kind, has been launched to advance our understanding of dog aging. So joining on the line, we have Professor Matt Caberline from the Department of Pathology at the University of Washington and co-director of the Dog Aging Project. Thank you very much for joining us.
1: Thank you. It's a pleasure.
0: What prompted this project? I hear about all sorts of human longevity initiatives and often experiments on animals like mice. But what's the goal of the Dog Aging Project?
1: Right. So, so there are really two uh, goals of the Dog Aging Project. One is to understand the biological mechanisms of aging in pet dogs. Um, and, in particular, what we're most interested in are are identifying the most important environmental and genetic factors that uh, determine health and longevity in dogs, and so this will be accomplished through an observational longitudinal study of aging that's going to involve tens of thousands of pet dogs. Um, the second goal, which is related, is to begin to test whether some of the interventions that have been identified that appear to slow aging um, in laboratory animals, can, in fact, increase lifespan and health span in pet dogs. And that'll be done through veterinary clinical trials. Yeah,
0: because one of the major considerations with, say, mice, for example, and they've done some really exciting research from what I've seen in, in extending their lifespan and showing the difference between, uh, say, twin mice, uh, when one is given certain supplements uh, and given a certain lifestyle versus the, uh, the kind of standard... American diet, as they call it, uh, equivalent for mice uh, but but one of the big criticisms or limitations there is that mice don't live that long to start off with, and to compare a short living animal with a human being or even a dog might be quite challenging what's your thought on that yeah
1: yeah. I, th- I mean I think that's a, that's a fair uh, fair point um, I think one thing that we've learned is that the the fundamental mechanisms of aging in fact seem to be shared broadly across the animal kingdom, and so Um, You're right, mice are shorter-lived than dogs, and certainly people, but it seems to be the case that there are shared mechanisms of aging. I think what really differentiates um, prior work in mice and other laboratory animals is that, in fact, those have been done in the laboratory, and so you can't capture the diversity of the human environment by studying laboratory animals. Um, in contrast, our pet dogs really share almost every aspect of the human environment, and so that's a that's a big um, difference between the dog aging project and and most of the prior work in the field is that um, we're, we'll be able to uh, to capture that environmental diversity um, and really really start to tease out the important aspects of the environment that are playing a major role in determining which individuals. Um, get sick early and and die early, and which individuals stay healthy later into
0: life. This uh, 10-year project tracks 10,000 dogs across the U.S., uh, just to reiterate how big these figures are and how substantial this study is. Some some of these lab reports might be looking at uh, animals that you can quite easily count in the dozens or less, for example. Um, So it's a huge study. But... uh, Dogs themselves come in all sorts of varieties, don't they? I mean, I've had several dogs over the years. I I had a West Highland Terrier that once lived to uh, nearly 18. I've had a Doberman that lived to 11. Is it the case that bigger dogs generally have shorter lifespans?
1: Yeah, that's absolutely true. So body size is... um is one of the major determinants of rate of aging in dogs and, and absolutely big dogs age faster than small dogs. Um, I do want to take a step back and, and clarify a little bit. The study is actually even larger than that. So oh, really? um, we will be, yeah, we will be enrolling tens of thousands of dogs. We're hoping that that number will be over a hundred thousand um, in the first half of next year. Now of those, those tens of thousands of dogs, Ten thousand will be selected for more in-depth study, and so all ten thousand of the dogs that are selected to be part of what we call the foundation cohort will be will have their genomes completely sequenced. So we'll get detailed genetic information about those dogs, and then another subset of those dogs, about a thousand dogs, will get even higher resolution information. So we have we have multiple cohorts, but our our largest cohort, what we call the Dog Aging Project Pack, um, will ha- will include hopefully over hundred thousand dogs. And to be part of the Dog Aging Project Pack, all owners really need to do is complete um, a survey that will tell us detailed information about their dog's environment, their health history, and then also um, get their veterinarian to send us their electronic veterinary medical records.
0: What um, will be the main criterion in making the selections? Uh, would it be? trying to choose a, a range of dogs, or will it be based on the health of the dog when they're submitted to you?
1: Yeah, so, so it won't be based on the health. At least that's not a primary determinant. The goal, um, our sort of optimal cohort for the, the 10,000 dogs, the foundation cohort, is to capture the diversity that is out there, both genetically, so we want to get a mixture of, of purebred and mixed-breed dogs, um, uh, both male and female, intact and, and fixed, um, and also uh, geographic diversity. So at least for now, the study is of dogs in the United States. We're very hopeful that in the near future we'll be able to expand it to an international study. Um, but even within the United States, we want to make sure that we capture geographical diversity about you know different parts of the United States and also socioeconomic diversity. So you know, the, the owners of these dogs um, will come from a variety of socioeconomic backgrounds, and you could certainly imagine that 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 the dog's environment might be influenced by the socioeconomic background of the owner.
0: Right. There is sometimes the claim made that dogs have borrowed human diseases. Like, for example, it's claimed that there are higher rates of cancer in dogs than other members of the animal kingdom. Um, is that more because we've got better medical facilities for dogs so there's higher rates of diagnoses for example uh, or or is it that they're actually picking up the lifestyle diseases of human beings because of what you just described
1: yeah so i suspect that it's more because um, we have better diagnosis and 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 you know it's actually the case that that laboratory mice get even higher rates of cancer than than pet dogs do so cancer in 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 mammals um, is often you know one it's certainly one of the major age- related diseases and in and in certain animals it's even more prevalent than it is in in humans i think you know the important thing for for our study to note is that the aging process in dogs appears to be very much similar to the aging process in people in the sense that it's not just cancer but dogs get essentially all of the same age-related diseases that people do. So there's um, canine cognitive dysfunction and dementia in dogs. Dogs get kidney disease. They get heart disease. They don't get quite as much vascular disease as people do. Um, they get metabolic disease. So, so, so from the perspective of um, major uh, causes of disability and disease, you know, dogs age very much like people do. Arthritis is a good example. Um, you know, many dogs, most old dogs, especially bigger dogs, will suffer from arthritis. Right. So from our perspective, you know, we, we very much believe that um, that the, the biological mechanisms of aging are are uh, highly conserved between dogs and humans. And so, you know, I think that leads to, to an important uh, aspect of this is that there are really, you know, there's really two reasons two two big reasons for for wanting to to do this study one is to learn about human aging but it's also to be able to improve the the quality and quantity of life for the dog a
0: couple of questions I'd love to ask but we're really running short of time so if I can ask you to sure. to condense as much as possible what is a fascinating <laughs> subject um we, we often hear of equivalency like one year in a dog being a few years uh, worth of a human uh, but but it seems like it's not quite um, equal from one year to the next, like uh, a dog will clearly age much faster in its first couple of years of life?
1: Yeah, so so there was a study that just came out that developed what's called an epigenetic clock, which suggested that early on in a dog's life that their rate of aging compared to human aging is very rapid, like it, it you know, it may be 10 or 12 or 15 years, dog years to a human year, and then as the dogs get older, that rate slows down so it's not it doesn't appear to be linear i think what we can definitely say is dogs age more rapidly than humans do but i don't know that we can put a single number on it like the the common seven dogs right. to one human year it's a little more complicated than
0: that. well kids love it my kids love asking me how old <laughs> my dogs are in human years uh and uh i think the myth absolutely will persist of seven years being exactly equal to one year but Just to to finish, people might have their pets now and not have time to wait till the end of your study. What advice would you give if we want to extend the life and, I think very importantly, health span of our dogs? Uh, We hear about things like the benefits of um, not feeding our our pets so much, uh, making sure, obviously, they have exercise, but also supplements. I know you're going to be experimenting with rapamycin, but rapamycin has got immune problems in humans so I, I just wonder what your advice would be to leave us with
1: yeah so i mean i think that that certainly as you already said you know making sure that the dog uh, is not obese and that you get regular exercise and you know certainly the preventative preventive aspect of taking your dog to the veterinarian regularly um you know is critical for for maintaining health the one thing i would say is that there's a lot of um information out there on the internet about supplements or different kinds of diet and unfortunately there's not very much data to, to back up a lot of those claims so i think that's one thing that our study can do is actually start to bring some real science to answer the question about different kinds of diets and, and is there a one diet that's best for dogs or or supplements um, so, unfortunately, there aren't, there's not a lot that we have a, you know, really solid information on right, um, right now, and I'm hopeful that, that we'll be able to contribute to that to, to allow veterinarians to, to have um, more ability to, to really give owners information that can help improve the quality of their dog's life.
0: Professor Matt Caberline, co-director of the Dog Aging Project. As a dog lover myself, good luck with the rest of your study.
1: Thank you so much.